Hello, listeners to the Angel Comedy Podcast. Uh, this is Barry Ferns, and um, I'm introducing the Angel Comedy Podcast, Tom Elwes edition. This is a um, about a 50 minute conversation with Tom. And um, one of the reasons I was really keen to talk to Tom is we try to talk to uh, new pe- new people as well as old people, as well as people on different parts and stages of their comedy career. And Tom is a really interesting part of his career. He's been going for about four years now. Uh, he's just got an agent and um, he's done an Edinburgh, done a couple of Edinburghs. He's also um, really uh, focusing on making scenes and sketches and stuff uh, Instagram and TikTok and various things. So I thought it'd be really interesting to talk to him about his start and uh, his beginnings in stand-up comedy, as well as what the pandemic changed for him and where his where his humour and where his writing is taking him. And um, yeah, it was a really interesting and fascinating conversation because, I mean, I always think that every generation or every new wave of comedians has to reinvent the wheel themselves because circumstances change and and, uh, time waits for no man or woman. So it's really, I think it's really important to hear people as they're working out, as they go along. It's always very nice to listen to the Mark Marins and find out how they did it. But what worked 15, 20, 30 years ago for people or how they managed and and, um, wrangled their career is a uh, totally different enterprise for people that are starting today. And you can kind of just hear his enthusiasm for it and how buoyed up he is. I mean, it's a fascinating world, the world of TikTok and Instagram, because you get instant uh, gratification or I, I suppose validation. And you really find out quite quickly how how things are going, which is obviously exactly what happens in stand-up medium except that it happens in millions rather than in tens or or a hundred people there in the room anyway um tom is great lovely guy i hope you enjoyed this conversation with him where i tried to ask from my old man's mind as many uh re- relevant com- uh, questions to the uh to the youth of today i don't know why i'm saying it like that <laughs> he's not hugely younger than me but uh sometimes i don't know what it is but with tech i just i just feel like old man ferns I think it's because I've got a beard at the moment because of lockdown. So I feel like old man ferns. Like I should go around talking like this. Don't know why old me has a northern accent either. All right. Well, anyway, ramble uh, over, listen uh, and enjoy. Thanks very much. And I'll have to speak to you at the end. Goodbye, everyone. All right. Hello, Tom Elwes. Hello. Hello, Barry. I- I've never known Elwes. Yeah. Is that, am I saying that right? Yeah. Smashed yeah. it. Which Smashed is, it. yeah, yeah. Well, actually, famously at, at this club once, an MC was so paranoid about saying my surname. She was like, What's what is it? And I was like, It's Tom Elwes. And she was like, Elwes, 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 Elwes. Gets up on stage, she goes, Welcome to the stage, Ben Elwes. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> she got it right. Yeah, she got um, it right. There's uh, so yeah, Tom Elwes. Um, Thanks very much for coming on. I like. I was really excited to have you on because you do. Like, there's so much to talk to you about. 
is from where you what you're doing right now where you where the way you're working what you're working towards so i just for anyone listening what i just thought i'd ask is just for you to kind of explain your kind of comedy back history a little bit when you started how you started and um uh, and yeah maybe one or two of the kind of um stopping points during the way that you might mention like so you think you're funny or something like that yeah yeah so for me uh stand-up wise i started like 2017 i was i was in so you think you're funny and i started uh which was i don't know the, the final was like my i don't know sort of 15th or 20th gig not my sorry not the final the semi up in edinburgh um so i i just i done like sort of handful of gigs throughout then and then so you think you're funny with 2017 um and then from then on after so you think you're funny that year that's when i sort of started gigging pretty you know regularly getting maybe trying to get four in a, a week kind of thing um uh, uh and how i started in comedy as sort of a peculiar I, I always wanted to write i wanted to write really really badly i really wanted to write like tv and i actually wrote a script about a weird thing that happened to me at uni it's kind of long story short i ended up living with a 75 year old man for a year at uni right yeah. in, in a uni student house and it was just like a, a really weird experience where we was he at uni as well i, I would like so this is it's actually a, a very bizarre story like so I lived in like a classic uni student house, right? So it was me and five other boys in a house. And it, you're in halls in your first year. And then second year, they kick you all out and they go, find a, find a, find a house. And, and this was in Oxford, right? I was at Oxford Brooks, right? And I, uh, we found this house, but obviously that like, Oxford is expensive. We found this house, but we were told um, there would be a, a lodger in the house, but we would never see him. He didn't live there. He just had the room for tax reasons. And we, if we moved in, it would just be a locked door in the house. You'd never see him. And we were not done. We found like the people who lived there before us and they were like yeah yeah we never saw him it was just a locked door don't worry about it and bills and rent split seven ways instead of six everything was cheaper so we're like good deal cool moved into the house term went by no mr kirkham that was his name no interaction with mr kirkham nothing time goes by come back after christmas like then we meet this man in quite a serious facet we're sort of like downstairs and we i remember it so well we heard this guy like sort of like hello hello come from upstairs so we all sort of went up the stairs and his door was open for the first time there was just a 75 year old man in in the room and we were like okay wow this is this is bizarre and, and whatever spoke to him and he was like i've hurt my leg one of you help me go to the toilet so we had to leave the room and be like you know right. rock paper scissors kind of thing right yeah in the end one of us took him and then he went away to hospital for two weeks and then he came back and uh and and then uh, yeah they were he was just like um yeah i don't think I'm, I'm i'm gonna stay here now and our landlord was like yeah really sorry boys can't get him out you just have to live with this man for the rest of the year good luck right so we, we were like all looking at each other like oh my god the uni were like yeah because he's not disabled he's of sane mind he's not because if he would have not if he had been disabled or not of sane mind kind of thing it could have been seen as detrimental to us and the uni wouldn't have got involved but he was essentially a mature student he was just an older guy living in this house right so then we just had to live with a 75 year old man for a year which was <laughs> obviously very weird and when you're trying to live a normal student life and have student house parties and do all the things that students do um yeah and we, and we this went on for like a whole yeah like a whole year we lived with this guy uh <laughs> Yeah, it was just really, really bizarre, actually. And then, and then uh, so anyway, when I finished uni, I was like, look, I'm, I really want to write a script about that. That's weird. I've not seen anything like that. Yeah. Um, 
But then no one was interested in reading your script, obviously, because why would they? Uh, and then I thought, and then someone was like, well, if you if you really want to, you know, get get people to read your stuff and like prove that you think you can write funny, then you should do stand up. So that's how I sort of okay that to was sell the script. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In hindsight, that script was shit and terrible, and like I've read it back and it's an awful, awful, awful thing. But yeah, it's still a good story though, Mr. Kirkham. Yeah, very weird. Like honestly, just so weird like some of this like i wish it was like a really good like coming of age story but actually it was just like a bit pervy and really odd like would like sort of like come into your room at about 3 a.m like unannounced and stuff you have to be like miss kirk can you not what are you really? doing yeah yeah like really weird wow yeah like, just why would he come into your room at I, just asking for stuff or like you know just needing something he would just like not knock and just like open your door and be like hello can i can you can i where's this or that and you'd be like it's 3 a.m mr kirk can you not or like yeah oh, it was, it was weird. i need to talk about it stand up i never do but like it was it was a really weird i don't know i just haven't found a way of making it funny i guess sounds so. like a good a good peg for a show yeah yeah you yeah know. probably down the line i mean yeah mr kirkham yeah it was yeah. oh it was bizarre I remember one of my mates did bring a girl home at like three in the morning and he left her like in the living room and he went upstairs to go get drinks we had like the worst scream i mean like the worst like we thought we'd been broken into kind of scream <laughs> and then we came downstairs and this girl was just screaming because she thought like a crazy person had come off the street and you have to be like it's actually our flatmate don't worry about it it's mr kirkham we live with him it's all good he lives upstairs don't worry <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah i mean it would freak you out wouldn't it you would scream yeah just oh, like yeah, why yeah. is there an old you think it was a ghost I, especially wow. as a student like you would like in london if you're in a flat chair you could get around it but like as a yeah. student in a student town yeah. if there was just an elderly man walking in and out of your uni house full of 19 year old boys you'd be yeah. like this is this is not this right is suspect yeah. this is there's something very wrong about this yeah there's that so when was that? What year was that? So you did t- so you think you're funding 2017 yeah and 2017 yeah and that was 2017 when you left uni no, 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 no. I'd left uni like uh, well, 20, two years before. Okay. And then so you started in like, well, I guess you'd only done 15 so gigs. Yeah, about 2017. 2017. Yeah, yeah. And, like, um, and you said you did so... You did the finals of something funny, semi final, semis, semis, and that was in Edinburgh, in Edinburgh, yeah. Um, and um, yeah, and then you went on to kind of you've been gigging around, you've been doing a lot. Then you started your podcast with Ali, is that right? So we actually started our podcast because we both got knocked out in that final, really. And I, and I was like, I run a podcast, I don't want to plug my but I run a podcast called All I Do Is Fail, and we get people to talk about failure on it. And we just, I was like, this is. I, I had the idea before, but I was like, this is quite nice. And I thought Ali was funny. And I thought uh, we should we should do a podcast and interview people about failure kind of thing. I think that's, that's good. Yeah. So, that's, yeah, we, I, I'd never met him. That's why I met Ali, actually, up, up in that semi. You failed together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you probably got more out of it than most people got out. So I think you're funny. And, and I include winners. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Heidi Regan won that year. Yeah. 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 And so you had So You Think You're Funny and you've been gigging pretty much consistently. How many gigs a week would you say you've been doing since 2017? Oh, I don't know. Pre the pandemic was five a week at least. Like, you know, pre full on as much as I possibly could. Our pre-pandemic life was just sometimes two, three a night. As many, I was yeah. just gigging as much as I humanly possibly could. And um, you- uh, but yeah, obviously post-pandemic it's slowed right down. I think I think three or four a week is, is is would would be great for me at the moment. And um, and the the makeup of those gigs, what's you what have you found your progression? So when somebody's starting, like um, 
you kind of did it old school in a way. Like I think, so you think you're funny when I did it, my, it was my 15th gig or something like that, you know? And, um, often people will be doing a load of gigs before they do. So you think you're funny because it's probably the first competition you do really, because you have to do it in the first year. So, and then you're gearing up after that, but like, how have you found progression? So the, the way that it often works is people, you know, and I'm saying this much for the listeners, because I know you know this, but you know, you'd be doing open spots and then you'll be picked up. You might do some MERS control gigs. Jeff Whiting at MERS control might get a sense that like you, cause you were good early. You were, you were really great. Like I remember seeing you early and just like, oh yeah, nailed it. And you kind of, I know that we put you on our main stage really, really quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but because you're good, you're good at what you do and you know, but how have you found the progression else elsewhere and what were the frustrations and what were the highs and the lows and the lights bits there? I think, I think with like a lot of people, I think when you first start out, I think, I think, um, uh, uh, you can, you can, you, you can cruise a lot on personality. I think, I think, I think, I think, and I don't think a lot of people do that. I think you can be good and it, but it can be mainly driven by sort of like personality. And then, and then when you find yourself in a gig, which happens a lot, a lot, a lot, you find yourself in a gig where people don't like you because you're not, you're not their demographic of, of comic that they, you know, identify with and like. And, and then that, that's when you've really got to have, good solid material and and really good strong jokes so i think um uh over the past you know few years it's just been about like developing like good solid material and like good punchlines and like you everyone will always be you know some people develop a completely different stage persona but i don't think mine necessarily changed massively i just feel like that was still there but the thing i've worked on really really hard is, is writing and, and and making your punchline solid and being really really good at that the the kind of on-stage persona hasn't really shifted that much in, in my journey it's just been about getting that writing nailed because if you are a comic that is like high energy and, and, and you're um and yeah and you're, you're sort of like personality based that that will only carry you so far like the the, the jokes have got to be good otherwise you're going to find yourself in a situation where people don't like you and if your jokes aren't good they are going to let you know very quickly kind of thing and you're gonna yeah get yourself to a, to a space edinburgh is good for finding that out i think the first when you when you first get up to the fringe that's when you really find out you know how good your jokes really are so it, as as a example what kind of particular examples are there of finding out of hitting that wall because um, they get they can be quite funny yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I like. Can oh, be quite oh. bleak. Can be quite funny. Oh, just the most. Hum- it sounds to me like I can imagine you on stage because you got this this joke about. Uh, I remember one of your early jokes about taking drugs accidentally at a party. Yeah. I think, and I can imagine telling that joke at a women's institute uh gig say for example in deal yeah and yeah. being stared at like, like well, why is this young man boasting about taking drugs yeah yeah I mean, or, or for example that might be where it might not work but i don't know it's, it's i think i feel like your, your life experience stuff works you know if your life experience stuff is that of someone in their 20s in london well, if you're gonna, sharing it with your audience yeah, yeah exactly then people in their 20s in london are gonna get that that's great but like if, if when, it's when you go out and you play to, to different people it's just like if it's if it's not really hard craft writing that's really funny with really solid punchlines, then they are just going to stare at you blankly, and and it's it's going to be a really rough night for you. I mean, I've had, uh, you've, countless terrible gigs. I mean, there's so many, you know, 
just uh, yeah stared at blankly someone once told me to go <laughs> someone i legitimately told me to go and kill myself uh, 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 during a gig yeah, yeah yeah really 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 as what? in uh, what? What content? what i don't even know like I where was it i was in um northampton and uh, i was just 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 dying so badly and just literally in the barrier room just like kill yourself just screamed which <laughs> just just the most brutal like kind of you know heckle kind of thing but what do you yeah. what was your response oh i was i didn't have a response i was i was dying on my ass it's just me like, i think i said something along the like i wish i could right now or something you know yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah. But like yeah um it was, was that a university gig no, it wasn't a UG gig. It was, okay. like a, it was like in a town hall somewhere. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how would you have gotten that gig, for example? Uh, I just applied to an open spot on, on Facebook, yeah. I think. Well, just, you know, just got it, got it there kind of thing. But um, uh, I'm just trying to think what else is with gigging kind of thing. Just, yeah, just so that, that I, I suppose the, the, the nuance of that question is when you hit those walls, mm. um, what, when did you realise that it wasn't about like oh i've got to write something different and what have you changed about your writing to 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 kind of be broader so or or have you decided right i do what i do i don't need to be broader i just will find my audience i don't know if it's necessarily the subject changing the subject matter but just making the jokes better and just trying to find more punchlines and and like work to better structures and like work to traditional structures of joke writing and that and that has been what has helped. I, I think I think anything can be funny. Any subject matter can be funny. It's just whether the the punchlines are good or and you know you can and it's they're good good jokes. And, and, and any subject can be funny. It's just finding the jokes within it kind of thing. And that's what I've re- really really tried hard over the last um, you know well throughout the progression of me gigging to to find. And um, and you found that like um. So when you were traveling, have you traveled up and down the country much? Yeah, you, do yeah, you travel yeah, yeah, most of But if you're talking about Northampton, that suggests Farafield. Yeah. But do you drive? What's been... I, do don't, I don't drive, but, you know, just getting cars or trains or, you know. There's like, I go to places like Brighton and Bath and Cambridge and Oxford, like sort of southern places, but I have been up. Up, uh, up to Lincolnshire, uh, oh God, Leeds. I mean, yeah, I've, I've, I've been around mm. kind of thing, yeah. And um, are there any particular promoters that kind of know you and book you more or what are your kind of the nuances of the the circuit that you've been kind of working on? I mean, I don't know, Mirth Control, Spiky Mike or any of those? Yeah, a bit, bit of Mirth, bit of not Spiky Mike, but a bit of Mirth kind of thing. Um, uh, I'm just trying to think of other promoters now off the top of my head. I can't, I can't remember. But like, you know, how is you just do an open spot for someone and they see them and they do all right and then they go okay is is another gig kind of thing you can, you can get on here um and and come back and gig for us um it's yeah um that's that's it really i just just meet, meeting people and as you as you do the gigs you kind of get get asked to go back kind of thing and you're um like you're working on instagram a lot and i'll come on to the stuff that you're doing on on social media in more detail in a bit but i'm curious as to what your balance between gigging and doing that kind of work feels like at the moment whether you might be focusing more on that Mm. than gigging obviously during the pandemic that's all that you could do but are you um are you feeling like now the pandemic's over that you might right take your foot off making these kind of scenes and then doing more live work or you're like actually you know what going up and down the country is yeah 
it's 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 a weird space and i think pre the pandemic there's a lot of stigma about like online comics right it's like there's this words like oh he's an online comedian right and i'm just and i think before the pandemic i wouldn't really use social media i had like a thousand followers on instagram or something that was it like i didn't i didn't really use it i'd put i'm um, doing a club gig or something that would be it though i wasn't really making any content for people to consume and and i would have been the same i would have been like oh well they're not real comedians because they've not driven up and down the you know in a car to do an unpaid 10 spot but like now i'm like I don't know, maybe we're the idiots for, for doing that. And like the the kids on YouTube, not I just find it weird because they're getting, these YouTubers doing comedy YouTube, they're getting the jobs that comedians were getting once upon a time. They're getting those presenting gigs or those acting roles or, you know, whatever it is. They're taking them from us, you know? So please don't don't be deluded by that. Like those gigs are going to them kind of thing. Um, so now I'm in, I'm in a space where I'm thinking like, I would, I, you know, not 50-50 because obviously I will always love live gigging and that's just what I always want to do kind of thing. So, but I'll definitely keep the online thing going because I, I just think, I don't know. I think I feel, feel like it's very hard now, or to, to make it just just purely on stand up. Like everyone, and and, I, and again, people have a lot of stigma towards the like, oh well, I don't want to do any online stuff. But like when people are like you're like, what does online stuff even mean? Like there's a vehicle for everything. Like I know I know a guy who just writes one liners on Twitter and has got twenty thousand followers. So like or like or you just do a podcast or you just do a, a thing. Like there's a vehicle online for every kind of comedy. So like if, if you're going, well I don't want to do online stuff, I I find that crazy. Like there's, there's you know why not? Like wh wh why not? Like I, I don't know. I don't know. There will be some people and there will be some people who can just do stand up and smash it and 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 and, and they'll just make it purely off stand up. And um fair enough if you can do that in, in this day and age and just go through stand up and make it like that. That's amazing. That is incredible. But for me now I'm looking around and I and I'm I'm thinking yeah, I think I think I think it's important to also have another facet for people to consume your stuff and i've also sorry I know i'm going on a bit of a i've also really enjoyed with on online stuff especially if you're talking about current affairs in comedy and like doing satire or anything with how fast the news cycle moves right now in this day and age i think that it's you know if someone was going to perfect stand-up about something that was going on in the news cycle or in current affairs, by the time you actually hear the polished artifact, that'll be six months' time kind of thing. That's so far away from where you're listening. Whereas, like, you know, people now are consuming political comedy, you know, to do with the news cycle all online because they can do it in a day and they get stuff up. And I, I actually, a big part of me really enjoys, you know, I, I see all the other comics who are doing online sketches. The person who like nails the sketch about the big news story of the week or the day or whatever, I'm always, you know, it's interesting to see it. And like, there's so many parallels with that, with stand up, you know, if that makes sense. Like, you know, like everyone has a take on stuff with stand up. Everyone has a sketch take as well online now. And like everyone, there's like so many comics doing it. And it's, that's really interesting to see as well. Mm. Yeah, there's, um, the, it's interesting. I've not heard anyone put it quite the same way that there's, the, it's almost like the baton yeah. has been passed over from what, like, you know, the direct um, 
expression that stand-up was for say 20 30 years yeah it's almost like the baton's been passed over to social media or you know or a certain feels like it's in the process i suppose part of the way that the world is right now it's about instant gratification the news cycle isn't so much about the news it's just about the new yeah let's what's new what's new what's new what's new and the the, the thing about social media is that it's constant content it's constant new so it's it it almost quantity over quality is you know it's about getting something out there mm. putting something out there and then you know building your brand so that you're the place that somebody goes to when something happens just like oh i wonder who's got something on you know this yeah. happened uh, you know whatever happened today so it's yeah like um and does that does that make you so like if somebody did have a script that they wanted to get seen mm. about living with an older person then like it's almost like you'd go to social media first to start promoting your ability to write rather than stand up these days maybe yeah um yeah i mean stand up was always going to be the most you know <laughs> the most impressive thing and if you can do stand up i think i think it's you you need that as well i i don't i don't think I would advise any anyone doing doing comedy do online stuff, but also always do stand up because you just learn so much about comedy doing stand up. Like it's this amazing kind of thing. I think the online stuff will always be like a side. Well, for me personally, anyway, will be like a side thing to stand up. That's what you you know I really want to do, and I always want to perform live. But um, yeah, I, I, you know, yeah, I, I, I feel like I don't. Know, I'm not a TV producer or anyone or someone who or a producer who could commission a script, but. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just trying to... I probably, I haven't seen too many producers at comedy gigs kind of thing, but maybe more of them would would watch... You know, if I was trying to convince someone to, to come and see me, they probably would watch a sketch before they would get in their car and come down to a gig and sit at the back and watch me kind of thing, just because it's easier for them to do yeah, that. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's yeah. a lot easier access. Yeah. Like, um, <clears throat> and obviously people don't have a huge amount of time. I mean, you work daytimes as well, don't you? Yeah. So yeah. like you're balancing full-time work as well as comedy at the moment. Like, yeah. I mean, what percentage of your, like in terms of money coming in from comedy, is it, how much money have you got coming in, I guess, as a percentage of your total income? Uh, just to give the, the, I'm I'm asking just to give people a rough idea because yeah. you're new. You literally started in 2017, and I think that some people could look at um, comedians on stage and go, "Oh right, they're playing this gig, they're playing that gig, they're 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 on stage regularly. Oh, they must be doing all right." Mm. And um, I mean, you know, and I know that often, even if you're on Mot the Week, you only get a thousand pounds for being on Mot the Week. You yeah. can catch, be catching the mega bus home, and it's uh, because that's <laughs> good, that's paying your rent that and, night. And I know people on Mot the Week who spend more on their writers than actually than they make. You yeah, know, just like yeah, yeah. I mean, more if you if we're talking about, I think I've made in the past year, I probably made more doing sketches for brands and stuff mm. in your day job. It's just this is still comedy related but still doing like fun like you know doing sketches or, or or making a little advert for for a brand kind of thing um i probably made more than that than i've made in the entirety of my comedy career really yeah. and like those people have come to you because you got the instagram yeah up and they're like oh let's get this person to write how do they do they approach you through your agent or is that how does that work no it's just all, all, all on online current kind of messaging yeah, like, yeah, we just, like your stuff message. could you make some stuff keep, for us keep, yeah yeah basically that's cool it. man that's a great way of like that's 
that's a that, that's almost underlines the point of what I was saying before. If you want to be a writer these days, go on to Instagram or go on to social media rather yeah. than be on stand up. But, but you, know. you don't just have to do sketches. It's think. not binary. It's not either or. But yeah. yeah, but I think also like with the the online comic thing, it's just like you don't just people just say it's like oh you do I don't want to do like there's a vehicle online for everything. So it's like you know you. you even if you don't want to do sketches or like sketch comedy, you can do just one-liners on Twitter. You can do a podcast. You can do there's for any kind of comedy that you comedian that you are. There is a vehicle for all that online now. I think. Um, absolutely. And one of the so, I guess talking about your online stuff, where has that come from? Like, so were you doing online stuff in 2017? When did you start doing it? What? How did that come about? Uh, I didn't even have any on i had virtually no online presence uh until the pandemic and then so I, literally this time last year well march last year march last year I, march 2020 yeah, yeah nothing and then i i um yeah i just saw some other comedians who i knew and i'd, I'd had another comedian who uh, nigel Ung, who you know obviously uncle roger's huge online sensation i had him on just before the pandemic on my podcast and he was telling us about it and he was like oh you got to do this trust me trust me like you should you should try it and then i was like pandemic hit and like everyone had a bit of a breakdown i was like well that's years of my life wasted like what yeah. <laughs> you know this is it this is mm. we're all it's we're all finished um i had had a meltdown and and uh and then i thought okay well let's just give it a crack give it a whirl and you know a lot of the early stuff was crap much like the early stand-up was really crap you know mm. it's just so when you say crap what do you mean crap like just, just, what made it crap for you uh um that's an interesting question actually because when i say crap i just mean it got no views but actually it doesn't necessarily but, but i guess I why know. do you think it got no views why do you think they got no views in hindsight, it just wasn't very funny, and it just wasn't it wasn't good content. It wasn't um, content that was good. What changed? What might change between? What's the difference between that content that you started off with and the content that you make now? I understand the parameters of what I need to do in a sketch to to for people to be engaged with it, because the way in which algorithms work online is it's it's two things: it's engagement and watch time, and that's it. So a sketch will grow. You can have now with TikTok and Reels and YouTube are about to bring YouTube shorts in, you can have zero, I mean, zero followers, not a single follower. But if the video is good and people like it, it will can go millions of views because it's all about how long people watch that video for. And, and then once they've watched it, what, to what level do they engage with it? So liking it is one level, commenting on it is another level. If they like mimic or recreate the video or stitch another one of their videos, bolt it onto that, that's like the ultimate kind of endorsement of it. So it's, it's understanding how to make content that is engaging for the for, for the viewer and and you know if you're if you're dealing in 30 second to a minute videos it's it's make a joke within the first five seconds you know make make, make a joke in five seconds make 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 sure that throughout the sketch there's stuff that keeps people engaged and wanting to stay with it to the end kind of thing um and then and that's how you make a hit it doesn't always work i got i would say i don't know one in one in three four kind of is a hit i've got much like stand-up i've got a whole dead pile 
of sketches that will never they've been up for a day and i've pulled down because they're just people don't like them kind of thing um and uh, you know that's it's, it's so, so much so many parallels to stand up and try and stand up it's like it's literally like going to an open mic it's like i i very weirdly i i've I use two platforms. I've got TikTok, which I treat like an open mic, and I, I will, you know, one in four or five will be a hit there, and then I drop that the one that's a hit onto my Instagram kind of thing. So I literally treat TikTok like an open mic, and then go like that. And why do you treat TikTok like an open mic rather than the other way around? For example, I've got more friends and family on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Instagram is what matters. So yeah, it's it was, like, it was less it purely that. Yeah. It's purely that. It literally was. It, it literally was that. Also, I do think Insta. The algorithm. I, I mean, I don't know. This is all quite guesswork, but this is just what other people have said and people like so-called ex-social media experts online say that the. Uh, TikTok's algorithm is the best, and if it if it is, I mean, good is a loose term, but if it's content that people engage with, watch till the end, and then engage with, TikTok algorithms are the best at it growing, and it won't, it will not do so if it's not that. You can have equally, you can have a hundred thousand followers and get a video with less than a thousand views if it's not good content it just won't get pushed out so it's a very good barometer of knowing whether it's content that's so it's the best good. barometer yeah yeah and if it's a hit there in general i know i can put it on instagram and twitter and whatever and it will be a hit elsewhere and what is your parameters for calling something a hit um uh so i, I don't know if it gets over ten thousand views on tiktok that's sort of like in how long uh kind of posting after as i say like you know if it's going to go within the first few hours you know you know you know within a few hours whether that's going to be hit or not um uh and yeah so it's sort of like if it gets you know sort of like ten thousand you know and if it if it does that then you, you say like oh, okay that's 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 done all right kind of thing but equally I don't know, it, 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 it does vary kind of thing. Um, and what are the, just to give um, people that are listening an idea of benchmarks and numbers. Yeah. So you're talking about 10,000 within, say, the first 24 hours. And like, what are, <clears throat> what kind of hits are you getting for some of your better videos? And how many followers have you got? And what are, you know, what would you like to be getting? And, you know, that kind of thing. So... Uh, I, I, you can get, you can get. I don't know. I, I've got videos with like a million, you know, views and stuff. Um, but it's, uh, you know, that that's like a big hit. That's like great. You've done something great there. Um, but you, you, you would obviously like to be getting a million every time. But then you also run into this other weird thing with social media, and that is niches, right? So niches are so. They want you, the algorithm likes you to do the same thing over and over and over again. Like it loves that. If you do the same, if you get a hitch sketch and you just do it over and over and over again, your account will grow like nothing else. Like it, to a point where I've even considered, because I like do like, like weird different characters, right? And I've got like maybe like four or five sketch series, if you could call it that. It's like different, slightly different characters or like there's a different theme to them that I, I, I like in general if I follow that pattern will will be more successful than you know it won't get no views kind of thing i've thought about starting separate accounts for different 
characters and, and doing it that way because the algorithm would like it more that your, your account would grow really yeah much bigger because it was just people it just likes seeing the same thing be done over and over and over again and when you say the same thing you mean well, the, what, uh, yeah like if you had a sketch character for instance yeah. like just doing Uncle that Roger. one character yeah 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 just yeah. doing that over and over and over again you're gonna smash it kind of thing it gets confused and it doesn't like it and it can devalue your account if it if it if it if you if you just do something quite left field and i i tend to do that because i don't like just doing the same thing over and over drive me insane like i just i don't know i just don't feel i don't i don't feel good about it you know you don't you don't feel you don't feel like yeah. it doesn't feel that creative i suppose no and like, I, you know I, you just you just feel like oh, i don't know I, you know you want to you want to do do other stuff saying that there are people who it's just probably to do with my content not being good enough because there are people who just do sketches that are all, all about loads of different stuff and have bazillions and bazillions of followers. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> bazillions. Yeah. I think that is a, yeah, that's a, that's a, a TikTok amount of followers. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well, not, like, yeah, it's just crazy. Some of the numbers that people are getting kind of thing. It's just, yeah. But it's, it's good. It's the speed and I kind of, I respect it in a way because it's just like you can, you can have, it's a platform where you can have no followers, but if it's engaging content for people, it grows and it goes, and, that, and that's it. There's nothing, nothing else. And if it doesn't, people just didn't like it. That's it. And it's 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 a hard, hard truth because you can spend hours, days making a sketch, and you can be like, oh, this is I'm making this thing. Like this is oh, I think this is gonna be great. You put it out there, and everyone's like, nah, nah it's rubbish. There's um, and when you so. What was your first video that you kind of like if you started off slowly, what is your first video that you that kind of like hit on both on both platforms? And uh, what was it about and how did it feel? I think I did a sketch about um the what it was oh, I can't remember one or, or two. I did, I did a sketch about the first thing that was a bit of a success. I, I did, it was titled something along the lines of like I I know <laughs> I just found out I did it in captures like I just found out why I never get promoted thanks to Zoom because it was obviously at the start of the pandemic. And then it was just like cut to me on Zoom, just like like, like looking really bad and terrible. It's like, because I look like this in meetings because you never, people have never really seen them. So if you're not used Zoom yeah, loads, yeah, you've not seen what you look like in a meeting before. Yeah. And like a lot of people do just look quite bored like that. Um, and that's, you know, it resonated with people because of the time and everyone, right. everyone using Zoom and yeah. Nice. And um, and how did that hit? What was the experience of it? So it immediately kind of took off or kind of like... Yeah. Know. Yeah, yeah. It just uh, it went... It, yeah, it just went and it was... Yeah, people, people liked it. Um, and, you know, you just see the numbers getting in. It's exciting. You're like, oh, wow, this is this is great. Like, um, well, I'm going to, you know, think of some more kind of uh, thing. And did you uh, help it in any way? Are you cross-promoting it anywhere else or when it goes well or is anything is there any anything different that you do to uh, maximize a video that's taking off relative to a video that isn't what would um, you do yeah you i mean you share it on your, all your social media channels but that's it really you can't really there's nowhere what well, it, it, it becomes a life of its own and, and and you know people people take it themselves and it you know with 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 content that's going it's it, it will just go like you know, people 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 do it themselves kind of thing you can you share it on your other platforms that's it um and it's some people i do some people do things like you can get yourselves in i've heard of people um 
people with big followings getting themselves into like whatsapp like groups where you can you know so this is obviously for people with like millions of followers so like the i think the algorithm likes people with a million followers if they comment on your video then it, the, the the algorithm instantly goes like oh that's must be good content so what they do is they get themselves into like a whatsapp group with like five people with like a million followers each and then they'll someone will be like oh okay i'm dropping a video on tuesday and then everyone else in the whatsapp group will comment and like on that video and that will give it like a boost kind of thing so i've heard of that happening i've never done it but i've so i've no idea if it actually works but that's what i've heard some people do kind of thing yeah okay interesting and um when uh so at the moment you're creating how many videos a week how much are you doing with that varies like i try and maybe at least two or two but like ideally three mm. three and then but as i said not all be a hit you know you're mm. a long 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 way off um and you really have to treat it like stand-up you got to put the work in and sit and write and really think about it kind of thing sometimes you'll just get a really good you'll just get an idea and it'll just be like oh you'll think of it straight away because you just be watching the news like i had i had one that did well and it was like around the times that they you know they're doing the um the exam results for stu students was going to be done by a computer algorithm so i just did a, a guy so what i was like oh, well, what could the computer algorithm be that was really stupid so like i had, I had a guy complaining about his son's exam results and i said i'll put it back through the computer algorithm so it's very advanced and then it was just like a spinny wheel with like grades and i was like oh <laughs> and i'm pretending to be the government that like, is stupid but like so like sometimes you'll get you'll be like ah. Oh, I thought of it like straight away, but some a lot of the time it's just like stand up. It's like a lot of writing and sitting down and churning material out, kind of thing. Giving it a go, so like yeah. two or two or three weeks. And how do you find the balance of working like full time yeah. and creating stuff? Like, do you have a system the way you work, or is it is it just exhausting? What's your um? I'm I'm very dyslexic, so very scatty and all over the shop. So I just I try I try my best. Because obviously, we like if you're working from home and stuff, it has made things easier. So I, I try my best to be like, okay, every morning I'm gonna sit down and I'm just gonna write for X amount of period of time, let's say like an hour or something, but and then and then go on with my day kind of thing. And what I write may end up being stand up or it may end up being a video, depending on you know what shape and facet it ends up kind of thing. But I just try my best to try and write. An hour. I mean, it very doesn't happen all the time. You know, it's just whatever life gets in the way. But if I if I can, just try and write in the more every morning. And you edit your stuff. You film on your phone, do you? Yeah, yep. Yeah, film on my phone and edit it. Um, depending on the the level of um, advanced editing needed, will either be done on a laptop or or most of the time, though, to be honest, it's just done on a really good app that everyone should download called Video Leap, which is a great editing tool. Okay. Uh, video leap good tip and um oh just to give people a sense of what numbers we're talking what are your followers on presently uh like while we june 2021 followers on instagram and tiktok and it's got like thirteen and a half thousand on instagram and then like th about well like 29 point something on on uh on tiktok and do you release stuff on anything else any other platform um yeah, I can't, I'm I'm crap on Twitter. I need to be better on it. But like mm. occasionally on Twitter. But like, so I've had people share my stuff on Twitter because that, that's the other thing. Like, it sounds weird, but like WhatsApp is like a huge tool for sharing. Like you can see because of the way it works now, people will 
see your videos and and then they can like download them and share them on whatsapp straight away and it will show you i don't know if it does on instagram but on tiktok it will show you how many times it's been shared off of tiktok like nine times out of ten has been shared off of tiktok sometimes it's going to instagram but quite a lot of the time it'll probably be being shared on whatsapp as well so yeah and um, Facebook, do you use that at all? Or is it just old guys on Facebook? No, nah, like Facebook, yeah. Mr. Kirkwood, whatever his yeah, name is. Yeah, Mr. Kirkwood, hanging out. <laughs> no, as I say, he actually writes, one of the boys I live with still writes some handwritten really? letters. Yeah, 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 <laughs> genuinely, yeah. Um, yeah, he's, uh, no, nah, like, yeah, no, I don't really use Facebook. Facebook is like, it's almost, it's, amazing, it's, most, it's like professional, isn't it, for gigging? That's what I find yeah. now. It's like, that's how you get most of my gigs is yeah, through yeah, Facebook. Yeah, yeah, well, in the forums of Facebook is where people are posting. There's nowhere yeah. else to get them. Yeah. Time out doesn't exist anymore. Exactly. Genuinely, is that where they used to post Yeah, because on time out, you used to have somebody like William Cook or Ben Williams uh, was the last person who just used to, used to list the gigs, used to have a phone number at the end of it, and you just phone that phone number. Really? Yeah. You'd just be like, uh, yeah. can Hi. I have a gig? Yeah, I mean... Peter Graham at the King's Head was just like you had to phone between nine and eleven every yeah. Monday. Uh, he'd have phone lines he, open. He still does that. Yeah, he still <laughs> does that. Yeah, I know, he still does that. Yeah. And um, so you're making all this stuff. You're staying uh, kind of enthusiastic and relevant, and trying to you do stuff during the pandemic. And you said that I think six months ago I saw uh, come up that you got an agent. So and what was the journey of the agent? Because I mean, a lot of comedians, for example. I think a lot of comedians see that their um, what they're working towards is getting an agent. They see it as a kind of magical, mystical time mm-hmm. of getting an agent, and then all their worries will be gone. And I, but I, I, you know, I kind of exaggerate, but I think that a lot of people do see things that way. Um, but um, you know, so as a badge of success, full stop the idea of getting an agent to a lot of people would be seen in that way. But like, what was your, to, to take it in parts, what was your journey to getting an agent? So my journey to getting to an agent was, um, Edin- in Edinburgh 2019, I had some people, but I thought they were like, oh, kind of, but then they were like, nah. And then um, I, during the pandemic, um started doing social the social media stuff um and then i just thought okay well i I, i've done this so why don't i send some emails out and just be like oh see if anyone will reply and 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 people did they were like okay um and then some people came to gigs and um yeah chatted chatted and i just thought my my current agent rbm i just thought well that you know they're they're a great fit and they're a really good outfit and i'm just thought they were great and I was just like yeah I was, was over the moon to, to sign with them um, it's I think I think I, I don't think it's like a magic moment because people say like you obviously you always want an agent you want to work towards that and you you know get, get an agent is something that you're always thinking about but I don't think it's just magic no 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 but I was saying it kind flip. of no but like, I, I agree with you like you always Prior to the pandemic, I was like, "Oh my god, I've got to get an agent. This is this is all about getting an agent." Once you get an agent, they'll they'll <laughs> welcome to Hollywood. You're a star. Kind of yeah. thing. It's just like it's so not you know they they they're gonna help you and they're gonna you know they're gonna put you out things. And you're gonna get seen for things that you wouldn't get seen. Of course, that's that's what they're and they're gonna fight for you, which is so important. And like to have someone who believes in you is also you know it's a massive you know you're like oh, great someone actually cares that's 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 amazing kind of thing but yeah it's not been like a 
it's not a, a magic magic uh moment but i i de- definitely for like booking in gigs and getting auditions have been amazing and you know mm. have you found there's a huge difference in the last kind of six months as to what you've been going up for and auditions for things what have you been going up for yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, I, and i'm getting auditions um that i just were not an option before for um, it's like mainly like commercials and stuff but like some tv um and it's just yeah and and also just getting to like pitch for stuff as well that i just would never have been able to pitch show ideas and and uh was i don't know yeah just just stuff like that just like it's just access isn't it just there's a whole world of producers and agents that and managers that you don't know about as a stand-up well i'm sure some stand-ups do but i don't or didn't and they give you sort of access to that which is amazing yeah and um uh have you found going up for like i remember going for a nutella commercial once (laughs) and it was the first commercial ever done and um your job was for some reason i thought oh i don't want to go in hungry i don't know why i thought that and so i had something to eat beforehand because i was too hungry i thought i wouldn't be good and then i just had to eat a, a massive amount of nutella and i because of that i couldn't it looked like I was enjoying it. It, <laughs> it hurt so much. So I was just thinking the 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 they must have been looking at my particular kind of you know what was it the the um the 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 view back of the video and just yeah. go this guy is so bad at acting <laughs> he looks so miserable at eating more eating yeah. oh no do I have to do it some more so yeah obviously I didn't get that job but what what stuff have you been going up for uh yeah just all like weird commercials like a burger king commercial yeah, and a yeah. beer advert and a you know that kind of thing um yeah it's it's been good and like do, going through the process of like doing spotlight for instance like getting on spotlight um mm. and and don't lie on your spotlight don't say that you can do things that you can't because you'll get caught out and like yeah um, <laughs> if you get caught out uh not yeah, just accent-wise, I definitely have submitted some uh, a tape where I was just like, I did not nail that accent at all. There's just no, no way. But um, it's yeah, just going through that process has all been really interesting because I'm not a trained actor. Like I, I bet I've been taking some classes and you know trying to get myself competent to a point where like I'm never going to do Shakespeare, but like I, just so I can audition competently. Yeah, I mean, confidently, I suppose, yeah. more than anything else. And where like. Now, kind of, the pandemic's coming um, to an end, or it seems to be to some extent, and uh, kind of comedy's opening up again. But like, where would you like to? Where, where would you like to be? So obviously, you started off writing a script. Yeah. You um, you've been writing stand up. You've been putting on these scenes and sketches. You've you've got an agent that can kind of take you t- to different places. What would be your kind of a, a type or a a style of performance or job? Or writing that you'd be moving on to in say five years time or ten years time what would you think oh that's that's the career that i'd like i'd like to do what they're doing i think i need to figure that out like it's 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 quite i think for so long with just stand up i was just like oh i just, just want to get paid doing stand up but like, that's all i care about like that's that's just that's just it so like now i gotta figure out like i, I think certainly you know hopefully building more of a following maybe one day fingers crossed but who knows i don't even other than live at the apollo i don't even know where you can even do stand up on tv anymore yeah you know but um it'd be great to get on tv and do comedy in, in some facet as well that'd be amazing um and and keep keep building uh, uh, uh following and and if people 
if anyone who follows me would pay to come and see me that would be unbelievable that'd be amazing and i think that's what i ideally i'd work towards i have no idea whether anyone who follows me would pay to come and see me i've not put on a gig yet but maybe they would and and that would be great kind of thing well i can see a lot quite a lot of people putting on gigs that have um followers and Mm -hmm. you know I think Alexandra McLeod yeah, yeah. is is kind of putting her own thing, and there's yeah. definitely I'd be interesting if you could almost do a gig with a load of other Instagram followers, just uh, a load of other Instagrammers. Yeah. So you could you know just go all right, let's all club together and do a regular one ourselves. Yeah. But Alistair Green, I think, does a gig at this Prince Charles Theatre regularly. Yeah. And um, but yeah, you could easily. You I mean, could... yeah, yeah. Be, I, I saw, yeah, I saw Alexandra McLeod and I, I spoke to her about her following and her, her putting on and uh, another person who I admire so much and always thought he was like the best comic um, going was um, Beckett King. Um, oh, Alan, yeah. Basically, yeah. you know, like what an incredible comic he is already and now his online stuff is obviously mm. blown him up. Um, and like, you know, if, 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 you could, if I could be somewhat of the comic that he is mm. and, 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 and build a following gig kind of thing like that. And then, he, you know, he's, he's done that transition. He's got on Mock the Week now and, and done that. So if, 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 if in a few years, if I could be, you know, a tenth of the comic that he is, then I would be happy kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, um, it's great to see Alistair. I think yeah. I, saw, I saw somebody um, online saying that he was on Mock the Week and they were, they were, there was an image of him going, oh, one of these online comedians. Yeah, yeah. Just like, I mean, Alistair was a comedian for such a long time yeah, online yeah. that for most people he yeah. just doesn't exist. And he like killed for so long yeah. and that like, was so fantastic. And, and now he's all he's known as being an online comedian. Yeah, just like some like snobby person on Reddit being like, ooh. Yeah. Like, it's so, that is so weird. I, I, I do get it. I do get the other way. There are people who just do the online thing and they go out on tour and they like sell out a thousand seats kind of thing Mm. and they've never done a gig in their life and to be honest if i knew that i probably wouldn't go and see them because i just think that you know Mm. they they might be really funny really good but you you do need to do some stand-up i think i think you do Mm. need both for it to be a good live show anyway well listen thanks very much for coming in and chatting um uh, I don't know how would people find you I mean what are you on uh, what I'm what? just my, my name at Tom Elwes on, on all on all things yeah on all you got things. there first yeah yeah. got there first got it got it, got it. Um, I, I, I suppose that's not an unusual name Tom Elwes it's like, yeah no, there is a few I mean so, it is an unusual name yeah so uh, there was there was a few others so but you took them off Elwes in it's quite because I got a cousin who's a is a somewhat success well was a somewhat successful actor in the 80s has mm. not done anything for quite a long time mm. but was in a was in a, a an action adventure film in the 80s wow. um and uh he sort of taken up most of the elwes kind of thing but like, i just got tom elwes because yeah. he's uh. he's carrie so he, you know, okay. carrie elwes who's in a, a film called the princess bride yeah 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 he's yeah. a cousin yeah yeah really yeah. he was in top secret as well yeah, yeah. The top secret was it? Right. What happened to him? Uh, he's still working. Like he was in, is he? he was in straight, he was in Stranger Things. The princess, the princess Bride is classic. Yeah, 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 hmm. yeah. I mean, we're not cl- like. I've met him when you say he's a cousin, you mean like you're not so a close like, cousin? He's my, he's my dad's like, cousin. So yeah, dad's cousin. They're like, they're like obviously he's old. He's like fifty. But you know, yeah, so, okay. so have you have you met him at yeah, family well, once, gatherings and well, stuff? Once, um, yeah, but before I was a. a, a comic or actor kind of thing um, mm. but yeah him and my dad were uh, you know played together as kids kind of thing um, wow. um and 
Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, sort of peaked in the 80s kind of thing. And yeah, oh my God. cruising off it, I'm sure he's, he looks like, I uh, follow on Instagram, he looks like he's having a good time. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, um, he was, uh, I think, when you say peaked in the 80s, he was one of the key people in the 80s. Like, you know, Princess Bride was huge. Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah, yeah. Top Secret, the um, Zucker Brothers' Top Secret. And I don't know what else he was in. Was he in anything else? Did I think Robin Hood, Men in Tights? Robin Hood, Men in Tights, yeah. yeah. Um, what else has he been in? Um, Saw, or is he any other film I know him Saw, from? fucking hell, yeah. that's, a, that's a right turn, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, a real, a real careful, <laughs> but that was his only, only other uh, success uh, that, that I, I know of. But yeah, so he, yeah, for, for Elwes or anything, like hashtag Elwes or anything like that, he, yeah, he's sort he of, comes he's, up he's, 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 yeah, all he's got it. that. Google, all the images, all of that, he, he's all over it, but I just got some. That's funny. Um, all right, well, thank you very much for coming in. Yeah. And, uh, thank you very much for having me so that was tom elwes uh amazingly related to carrie elwes from the princess bride there you go who knew that i mean i didn't i mean it is he does have the same last name and an unusual last name at that but um i don't know for me that was quite a big thing um so <laughs> i don't know that that was the last thing we spoke about so that stayed with me uh yeah thank you very much for listening i hope you found that interesting and um uh elucidating especially is elucidating is that how you say it interesting should have stuck with interesting barry yeah i think the podcast is slowly gaining some some listeners so do give it a like which kind of pushes it up a little bit more we've got some really interesting people we're talking to and uh, there weren't any extras for the um patrons this this time because it was just a 50 minute conversation but um there are loads of extras on our on our patreon as well as early access to tickets for i think this week kevin bridges and ashling b are um uh, other tickets that are going to our patrons first so um do sign up and of course our sitcom with james acaster and tim key and nina conti and maria bamford i mean honestly if you get a chance to listen to some of maria bamford's stuff soon do so if you've not heard of her uh, a wonderful comedian and human being i am going to leave you for the next week or so may you have a lovely week and I will see you on the other side. Goodbye, everyone.